For me, I'll say that I actually have mastered the art of de-escalation. And I don't mean de-escalation as far as unarming someone. I mean, I'm literally talking about uh, uh, diffusing a situation before it gets to the point to where it becomes violent. And I learned it by accident, to be honest with each and every one of you. I'm going to share a little story about, uh, with you all about how it happened. Uh, I was living in Tampa at the time. This had to be like uh, early, matter of fact, it had to be early 2000s. I was at a nightclub on just south of Hillsborough on 40th Ave. And I say that most people that live in Tampa would already know what club I'm talking, talking about. Uh, back in the day, it was called Apollo South. And I, I do not know what it's called now. Even further back, it was called St. Louis. But um, anyway, I was at this club. It's called Apollo South at that time. And it was me and a couple of my partners. We was in a vehicle together. And we was driving around to uh, actually park the, park, park the vehicle. And the guy, it was this guy that was pulling up a car full of dudes as well. And when I pulled around, I like to back into my parking spots. I don't like to pull in for me, especially at a nightclub. It's back when I was, you know, still going to clubs and stuff. I like to back in so if, if some stuff go down, I can just, just you know, work on out of there, you know, get enough out of there. So anyway, so I pulled past the parking that's the parking spot and get ready to back in and the guy had came up like he's about to get the parking spot so what i did was i sat there for a moment and as i'm sitting there i'm looking at him in the car in my rearview mirror and the side mirror him and the guys in the car with him they're talking smack you know they, they, they're getting getting themselves riled up or whatever you know going on and on and on and on and so i was like oh shit this is gonna be an over this damn parking spot I started to just pull off and just let them have the parking spot. And I said, no, it's quite honest. And I was getting the parking spot. I had my blink on everything. So I was, you know, ready to turn right into it. But I just moved up past. I drove this past so I can back into it. So as, as as I'm still watching them, I told the guy next to me, uh, I was like, hey, hey, this this like it's about to be some stuff going down for I just um just be ready. And he's like, what's up? So I just chill, bro. And, you know, I said, don't, don't even look back, dude. Just like about this stuff going on. So eventually, the guy is, is, is that was driving the vehicle um, behind me was... You know, I can see him doing all, you know, getting on with the, you know, all that, you know, you know, you know, folks get so. So eventually, I back into the parking spot, right? And as I back to this parking spot, he was pulling up, you know, driving in front of me and me mugging me. So as he pulled up, it was me mugging me. I looked up, I rolled down my window, and I thought I simply did this, and this, this, this threw me. All I said was, hey man, I appreciate it, man. Good looking up, bro. His face turned from this to, Oh, hi, bro. You welcome? You, 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 uh, no problem, man. You good? You, 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 you welcome? Yo, when I say I thought this dude was still gonna be with the shits, I did. But when he just, just might be something saying, "I thank you, I appreciate you." You know, um, appreciate you. You know, just waiting for me real quick, man. And his whole demeanor changed. Now I could have been a dickhead about the situation, you know, let my testosterone and my pride take the best of him. Be like, man, you saw him waiting at parking spot. You da 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 da. But when I saw him drove up with the ice mug, I don't know why, the first thing I thought was, just tell this man thank you. And that literally diffused the situation. That could have been no telling where that could have went. Not, I didn't, I never seen this dude before in my life. I did not know his background. I did not know anything about him and he didn't know anything about me. But the fact that he was a black man and me being a black man, I thought that was best to, instead of trying to beat my chest like I've been doing for so long, let me just diffuse the situation. And like I said, it actually had my ass. I don't know, I do not even know what possessed me to just say, hey man, thank you for the thank you for what
outside that point, you know what? I have no problem being a bigger person when it comes to stuff like that. And it was just so amazing. Even when I, when I think about it now, I was like, man, you know, telling how that how the situation could have ended with me trying to, you know, be different than what I was, you know. But anyway, I just want to share that with y'all. Everything is not a, a, a fist fight. Everything is not a guns coming out blazing. Everything is not about okay, I got a shoulder. I ain't no punk. I ain't no you know. I ain't I, I ain't no pussy. Anybody don't get over you know get over on me you know. Or, or, or should I say like my man let me say I ain't no pussy. You know. What I'm <laughs> but I just think back on that from time to time, and I, and I tell people that story quite often um, when I discuss certain things, just to let them know uh, that everything is not like that. I just want to share that with y'all. Enjoy your Friday, and if you have a story how you defuse the situation before we got out of here, definitely share it. It's time for another episode of the Black Powder Podcast. The primer is hitting, the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. So as you just heard in the beginning, that was the BGOE, Black Gun Owners and Education's very own Jeffrey Howell discussing his situation and how he was able to defuse it. That is the main goal any of us that are part of the Second Amendment community need to focus on defusing a situation, de-escalating the problem, making the problem disappear without making the person disappear. The last thing you want to do, especially if you are carrying, is have to discharge that firearm. As discussed in the previous episode, that is one reason why you need firearm insurance, but it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Also, a quick shout out to BGOE, that is Black Gun Owners and Education, a community made for black people who are either experienced or novice or just getting into their Second Amendment rights. I highly recommend you check them out. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Instagram. There's multiple chapters. Great group of people. I will leave the links below. And you can also find them on their website, which is Vibespot, V-Y-B-E-S-P-O-T.com. What does it mean to de-escalate a situation? De-escalation is basically what we all need outside of the gun community, but we'll just keep it where it needs to be at right now. Take yourself out of the situation by calming the catalyst down. The best way to de-escalate a situation, in my opinion, is to just not involve yourself in it at all. It's basically the gray man theory where you don't make yourself known you don't make yourself seen you don't make yourself heard you basically are an enigma if you will or just a figment of somebody's imagination or basically you you are that person that is kind of a wallflower a good example of that is when i went to kroger there <laughs> oh, this story there was some outbreak that happened where this lady was went into the entrance they tried to claim she was stealing stuff she started tearing apart displays and throwing items and making a fuss everybody else is freaking out trying to get their whole world star hip-hop on meanwhile i was checking out and i calmly called the police it made sense to me because number one i'm trying to get out the store number two while all this is going on, you don't know how bad the situation is going to get. You don't know if she's got a gun. You don't know if she has a mental illness. Now that I think about it, she actually did pick up one of the display signs and she was walking around with it like it was a weapon. So in order to prevent more injuries, if there were any, why not call the people that can take care of them? Simple logic to me. But nonetheless, everybody else is freaking out, running to the front of the store. 
trying to figure out what's going on. I continued to check out, and while I was checking out, I called the police and let them know exactly what was going on. Police showed up, took care of the woman, and it turned into a he said, she said situation. Because one guy was trying to justify her for being right, which completely resolved her of accountability, Another dude that was there went against that guy and said, yo, you need to shut up. That's not exactly what happened. And then both of them started going back and forth. There were multiple situations that continued to escalate. Meanwhile, I just got my basket of stuff, went to the car, took my food out, and my girlfriend and I ate some good stuff. Was I involved in that? No. I was the person that was in the background. I'm pretty sure that the store managers called the police as well, but I wasn't quite sure because when I got the dispatcher on, on the phone, they seemed like they weren't too aware of the situation. So if that was the case, the owners probably, or the manager probably didn't call uh, the police at all or 911, whatever. They probably didn't call anybody. So long story short, to de-escalate that problem, I was the one that had to take responsibility in order to make sure that there were no further incidents that could happen. No one really has to know that you're there. You can just go in, get what you need and get out. I could have easily done that. I could have just purchased what I needed, probably walked by the woman with the sign that was like two for one off and then kept it pushing. But again, my surroundings, other people were at risk. Easiest thing for me to do was to call the police. Now, I just gotten off of work and I wasn't carrying. so. I definitely couldn't risk putting myself out there. I'm not saying that the first action I will do is whip out my gun and then, you know, everybody get down on the floor. Because now, knowing my situation and knowing the neighborhood that I'm in, when the police come, they're not looking for the crazy woman with the sign that says two for one. They're looking for the man with the gun. That's what it boils down to. That's how society thinks. There's no difference between a hero and a villain. If you have a firearm, you are the cause of a problem. But again, no one, know, no one has to know you're around. If you happen to end up on a one-on-one -on -one situation, there are ways to handle that. Whether it's you facing a person or you entering a situation where you're facing a person. Uh, honestly, I hope if you open carry, you have a retention holster or you have a secure holster. It keeps your firearm from being stolen as well as keeping it from being used on you if you happen to get into a fight that's unavoidable but this is 2021 fights are pretty much a thing in the past i'm not saying that they don't happen but what i'm alluding to is the fact that when somebody does get into a fight it never really ends with one person walking away unless both people are unarmed normally if you whoop somebody's ass, they're going to the trunk of their car or they're pulling out their firearm, which I don't know why this is a thing. It used to be both of you could beat each other bloody, then all of a sudden both of you are getting up, shaking each other's hand, trying to actually hash out the situation that caused the fight in the first place. And then you've got a new network of friends. But <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. It's better just to make sure that you don't get into a fight. Sometimes you have to stand down. Sometimes you have to take the higher road by taking the path less chosen. In my case, if somebody wants to fight me, I'm not going out of my way to do it. 
I apologize. I do whatever I can to take myself out of that situation. If somebody wants to think that they're Billy Badass and they're the king of block or whatever, you know, Shogun of Harlem, if you will, that's on them. But I'm not playing a part in this movie. I've got a life to continue to live, and in order to do so, I will continue to move forward as necessary. Even if that means I have to apologize to somebody, I have to go down a separate aisle in the grocery store, I have to hop into the slow lane on the highway, whatever I have to do. Because I know my limits. As a man, I'm not trying to have my triggers put, you know, activated, my switches flipped, my buttons pushed, whatever you want to call it. I'm trying to get through my life and maintain what I can to provide for my family. That being said, I know providing for my family doesn't mean that if I whoop this dude's ass, then that will gain me some extra money or something. This isn't an MMA fight. This isn't a, a territorial fight. This isn't me trying to measure what I got against what the other guy's got or the other woman's got. This is just me trying to purchase a candy bar and get the hell out the store. That's pretty much what it boils down to. But nonetheless, if you are open carrying as well, don't advertise your weapon. Uh, there is a way to conceal carry your weapon without people knowing as well as carrying out in the open. What I usually do especially whenever it gets colder, like we have December coming up soon, I wear layers. I do have two open carry holsters. I honestly would like to get better ones. Uh, they are the Blackhawk Omnivores. One of them utilizes a light. The other one utilizes a, it's like a little retention piece that you can put on your uh, Picatinny rail on your handgun, but they're not exactly the best uh, holsters out there. I keep hearing good things about Safari Land, so I'll probably look into that a little bit later on, especially once funds are a little bit better, but there's ways to do things without having people know that you're carrying. Uh, don't be the attention grabber. We've all seen that movie where the guy's walking walk the street, he's got his hand on his balls, you know, that's not the mentality you wanna have. Or if you're a woman, got your hands in your titty balls, whatever you wanna call. You don't need to be that person, you don't need to have that type of energy. If you cannot protect yourself or your companions without a firearm, then there's probably a good chance that you don't need to be carrying one. And the saying goes, walk softly, but carry a big stick. If you know you have anger management issues, the best thing you can do is to not have them triggered. Walk away from any situation. Don't respond to anything. Just because somebody is talking to you does not necessarily mean you need to talk to them. And even if you walk away, make sure you're walking away from a path, on a path where they cannot follow you, on a path where it's hard for them to follow you, or in front of a lot of people. Now, granted, yeah, okay, your ego is going to be tested. You may have people talk about you or whatever, but who cares? At the end of the day, the only person's opinion that matters is yours. Just like the only person's life that matters is yours, not theirs. If they want to throw it away on some stupid shit, Fine, whatever, that's on them. You, however, have more important things to do. And in order to do those important things, you have to still be alive. But I think I've given enough examples for now. If anything, I hope this has helped you figure out how you need to carry around your firearm and how you need to utilize your attitude and your mentality whenever it comes to controlling yourself so you do not have to utilize it. De-escalate the situation in order to keep it from progressing to something that cannot be taken back. Shout out to all the supporters. This has been the Black Panther Podcast. You can find their links below. 
Mag Dump.